Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. He's like, y'all need twin legs? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. to everybody is, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here. Sampling these brews. Grab a drink and pull up a chair. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's been a minute. I'm actually not mad at Buster's new album. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy? Me neither. I thought I was going to be because you know how when, when the old heads come back out, it's like, oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 like, I'm only listening because I liked you back in the day. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruise and Biden podcast. I'm just kidding. This is still Bruising Better Podcast, and I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary legendary brew crew, minus Lou. How you doing, folks? I'm doing a roll today. <laughs> Hi. What's up, Rob G? Uh, no, no, Rob's stupid. This, this is episode 96 of Bruising Banter Podcast, and it is volume 27 of our social distancing series. So we do have two remarkable guests today. Uh, first, we, <laughs> we have Barb Baker, uh, VP and editor of Fermenta, uh, Midwest and Event Ambassador of Brooklyn Brewery and TV personality. Nice. Uh, and if you on and if you on IG, Siren of Stout, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Dude, that was way too much. That was like way too much. You just did. The the presenters were running off the screen. Yeah, you did, you did good though. You did good. I, yeah, you, I you like it. Struggling, but you, you know? did good. <laughs> she worked yeah, we hard. Sh- <laughs> we also have uh, Shannon Harris. Uh, if you don't know, he is the owner and brewer of Urban Jungle Brewing out of is it Austin. Is it Austin? Austin, Texas. Yes. And, how, and if you want IG, it is the Brew Brothers. So welcome to the podcast. What you got on my Make America Great Again hat? Wait a minute. We're going to make them racists catch that fade again. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's I got. Ah, there it is, you baby. Aware. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. I'm in Texas, so, you know. Yeah, that, that you is know, hopping off that Exactly. <laughs> I let them know. Don't even approach me with the bullshit. Don't even approach me. Bro. I'm letting you know right now. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be happy for you. Yeah. No happy ending, like yeah. like you know. No, we don't uh, know, Dave. I don't know where you were going with that, but all right. No, I didn't want to make a racist comment, so I just okay. Left that. You know how to finish. But you know, when you speak happy ending, you can't be just saying that just out of nowhere. No happy endings, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta right. be careful sometimes. 
All right. Uh, like I said, this is episode 96. Um, so before we get into everything, we always need to know what people are drinking. So what is everybody drinking today? We always, we always start with a guest. So Barb, what are you drinking today? Oh. I am drinking. I have been collecting these and I keep saving, saving them for a special occasion. And this gentleman is a special occasion. Oh, so awesome. I pulled <laughs> this out and this was brewed by The Answer Brew Pub in Richmond, oh. Virginia. Oh, nice. And this was sent to me. Thanks, T, for sending this to me. She is Beer and Body in uh, Maryland on Instagram. Okay. So she sent me a couple of these. Okay. So thank you. And that's what yeah, I'm drinking. Nice. All right. All right. I actually yeah. really enjoyed that one since I, I had a helping hand in that particular version of Black. Oh, cool. You can see my logo is right on the back. You sure did. <laughs> that. that is like, wow, you couldn't have set this up any better. Get out of my mind. Is that just the uh, regular recipe or is there anything added into it? Uh, we did the base recipe of the stout. Uh, we also added uh, coffee, cocoa nibs, uh, 14 karat gold edible glitter as well inside of it. Oh, y'all got nice. on these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at her. She looking. Got to swirl the can a little bit. Yeah, I wish I had known that. I could have rolled it before I yeah. opened it. All of that glitter is going to come out when you pour it now. It doesn't say anything about glitter. Glitter. There are sparkles in here. Oh, oh, there there is. There is. Is. Glitter. I love it. <laughs> That's what's up. And Shannon, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking the double dry hot fork point from Trillium Brewing out of Boston, Massachusetts. It's hands down my favorite pale ale in the crab beer game right now. So Happy to be drinking this one for sure. Nice. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, that what you good. Yeah. Um, I am drinking um a a hazy pale L living free um by Sun Lab. They're out of uh my hand Miami, Florida. Um coming in at a uh, well, 4.5 um IPA. That's below my threshold, guys. That's why the womp womp. I like the but very, very delicious beer, and the pour is, as you can see, the color is very, very hazy, but delicious, packed with a lot of fruit, um, citra in there. So pass me another. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what you drinking? So what I got is a uh, whole the spoon black chocolate cake bow. This is from the brewery. Yeah, okay. Out of um, where are they from? I forgot that face, man. I'll be struggling out here. Um, in California, yeah, right? California. It is. This is the one from California. Yeah, um, Placentia, California. I guess that's how you say that. It almost sound like placenta, but you know. <laughs> but this is a uh, imperial milk stout, and they got cocoa nibs and some uh, cocoa powder with salt and vanilla, and it's a eight point five. Um, I'm gonna let this sit here for a little bit because say you're supposed to drink it at 55 degrees, you know, that's that, that's still let it warm up, yeah. Right, but I did, right. sip, I, did I mean, I ain't gonna say I sipped it because I drank most of it, but I'm gonna let it sit <laughs> <for a little> bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but yo, you can't taste drink, like that. Drink now, uh, read label later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's real chocolatey though. It's, it's, it's it is chocolatey and it's, it does have a little bit of uh, salty flavor to it. You can taste that salt in there, but it's uh good. It's definitely good. I would say pass me another like on that good. too. It is. It's, it's pretty good. And Rob, stay brewing. What are you yeah. drinking? Yeah, what you drinking, man? I stay brewing. It's still Rob. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. <laughs> well, guess what, nigga? We ain't never calling you Devin Aaron the Great. Hey, <laughs> Devin Aaron 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 Aaron. <laughs> two years ago, you still haven't got over that name. <laughs> you just kind of just said. I'm glad you asked. I am drinking from Iron Hill Brewery. I'm getting the holiday season started early. It's called mm. Reindeer's Revenge. Oh, it oh, is. Oh. It is an American triple. It is a hop twist on a Belgian triple. Uh, and it's uh, ale broached with strong notes of pine, grapefruit, and a touch of bitterness. It, it is like bitterness. It, it is a, it's a nice uh, golden color right there in my uh, uh, black beer culture glass. Um, black brew culture uh, glass. Um, yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. It, it's, pretty it's, good. Um, it does have a slight piney uh, smell to it, but it doesn't really taste super bitter. It's actually sweeter than I thought it would be. Um, so I also uh, shout out to uh, our local, one of the local breweries here, Iron Hill Brewer out of Wilmington, Delaware. Yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Wilmington, Delaware, no, I'm just joking. We did ground zero last night. Yeah, speak, speaking of Iron Hill Brewery, right there, we, it's like we went. Yeah, I didn't go. Yeah, speaking of Iron Hill Brewery, that was the um, that riverfront was the location of history making events that happened last night. Yep. Yes, uh, it was. Yes, it was. I, I mean. Well, we Joe Biden, he, he won the president, but we do got to uh, shout out uh, the first woman vice president-elect, uh, Kamala yes. Harris. Yes. You're right. Got to. Only right. Definitely. It's only right. Yeah, it, I, it, I let all fireworks a, last night. <laughs> Is that, <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a little bit? That's, that's a little ghetto. No, no, I think a lot. Well, they... They did, no, fireworks. They, have, they did fireworks there. Well, I mean, I didn't care. I mean, they weren't going to say nothing to me out here, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, the had fire, Street. they had fireworks, and they had um, drones. That was the, the thing that was spelling. There were drones that were spelling the names and stuff. Like oh, that, that was spelling yeah. names? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering well, I was how like, they did that, because it looked like fireworks. I'm like, how they do uh, that? I was like, it was just synchronized drones. I was like, yo, that's a lot of synchronization. Well, <laughs> man, thanks for saving, saving man, because, listen, it was going through my head, and I saw the picture of it this morning. I'm like, I still don't get how they did that. are up. Oh, you're welcome. That's probably that's probably how they wait, waited till uh, it was nighttime to do the the, the talk, uh, the speech, yeah. so they can make sure they had uh, a nice background for it. Um, it all right. Um, but it is uh, episode 96, and we do have two great guests that we want to get into. So, without further ado. I want to yeah. introduce again, Barb, to the podcast. If you want IG, Siren of Stout. So welcome again to the podcast. And we always like to know how you got started in the craft beer and all that good stuff. So the, the floor is yours. The floor. The air. The air is yours. <laughs> well, the short version of how I got started, at least drinking beer, was in college my sophomore year. And I was at a party. Somebody handed me a Heineken. And I was like, this is pretty delicious. But it was delicious for a number of reasons because it was free. There were boys <laughs> there. You know, so that always makes any So that and it was I had a great time. It was a great party, right. had a great time. And that was sort of my 
my introduction to beer. And um, although I fell off a little bit in between because I, I was a college athlete, I was um, a fitness competitor after college and you can't, you can't drink yeah. a lot at, at all. Um, once I moved to Michigan, or even just being in Michigan, I sort of got the passion up again because I started hitting the breweries once I was kind of done with that chapter of competitive, being a competitive athlete. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you go to the, we have great breweries here in Michigan and they have good food and 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 everybody is, the, the camaraderie around beer is what I really like. You know, you go in, you sit down, people just start talking to you. Yep. I mean, you guys, I mean, I, I, you, I run my mouth anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, when I sit down, I start talking to people, and they start talking to me. So I really love that whole thing, and so that's what got me back into it. And then being here, I became passionate because I, I started surrounding myself with women who were also very passionate about beer, and they kept sort of pushing me. We, there's a, um, a cicerone here; she's a master cicerone, master sake, um, you know, certified woman, and she. I think she's the first. She was she the first in America? I don't. But she's a buddy of mine, and she actually has been sort of the person pushing me to keep going further in beer. And she's really really awesome. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how I started. I probably started like everybody else in college. I drank a little, fell mm -hmm. off, got back into it. Being in Michigan because we have such a great beer culture here, mm -hmm. and um, I'm not getting bored with it. I'm a Gemini, so I get bored with a lot of things. And I <laughs> I have not gotten bored with beer. I haven't gotten bored with community. I love it. And uh I just wanna I just wanna stay in it and just keep doing more things in it. So what was the uh what was what was the first brewery that, that you uh went to in Michigan when you got to Michigan? Wow, that's a long time ago. The first <laughs> brewery... <laughs> the first brewery was probably oh. No, I know what one I went to, and I don't want to mention that one because I don't like their beer. Uh, I was going to, uh, that's going to be my next question. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought you didn't remember, so I was going to say, "Hey, you must didn't like the beer." Yeah, I, I, I thought about it because it was it. It's around where I live. So I, like, I went. I and when I when I first got into it, I thought it was good. But you know, when you start getting into, you start drinking more, you start tasting more better beer, better beer. Yeah. Then your palate changes, and you start realizing what's good and what isn't good. Right. So, That's like you thought Heineken was good at first, and now Heineken is probably the lowest on your list. <laughs> well, yeah. When I like in my head, I remember it being crisp and refreshing. And it was cold, and it was great, and there were there were boys. And, well, that's the other thing. People were on me, and they were saying, "We're so glad you're here." And I'm like, "Oh, great!" So, you want another? Oh, it's great, great. So, um, so that's what I remember with that. But I will say the first one I really remember is Bell's Brewery, um, Bell's Brewery, and they where are they at? Ypsilanti, but their beer is so great. Like Larry Bell is his, his passion is stouts. My yeah. passion is stouts. So oh. I've been there a couple times. I've been on their tours and, and I, I understand why I love their stouts and their beer so much because he has the same passion for the type of beer, that type of beer style that I have. Right. So um, that's one of the first ones I went to that I remember and loved and, and have, and I have on my beer cellar, a ton of Bell's stuff because mm -hmm. they're great. Mm -hmm. Now, now, now you now you're the VP and editor of Fermenta. Now, what exactly is Fermenta? Fermenta is a women's craft collective. So, what we do 
is we embrace all women who are in the fermentation industry. So whether you do kombucha, sauerkraut, uh, kefir, yogurt, beer, liquor, oh, really? any of that. Yeah. Anything that's fermented, we mm -hmm. want to embrace you. And we were the first woman led uh, group to do that. Um, I know Pink Boots now does that. They just started that maybe a month ago, but they used to only do um, beer, beer and beer. But we would, ex we would we embrace all women, embrace even people that aren't necessarily in the industry. We still, there are people that love beer and they want to, to fellowship with other beer women, but mm -hmm. they don't work in the industry. Right, you know, we right. accept, we want them to join our group too. And we also give out scholarships. We give out books. We give out um, scholarships to trade events, festivals, mm -hmm. um, just anything that's going on. We want to help support, help educate, and really just be that foundation for women who get in it. And they're like, I feel like I'm the only one. You know, mm -hmm. you're not the only one. And what I do as the Siren of Stout being the black woman in that industry is I, I go out like a crazy person and I get, I slide to people's DMs and I'm like, Hey, I saw you had a bad experience at a brewery. You know, what's going on? Let me know what's, you know, you said that you are studying for your, your certified beer server, you know, sign up for a scholarship. You can win some books, da, da, da. You know, I don't have any control over them winning cause I'm not part of the scholarship committee, but right. I'm letting them know that it's out that's there. There, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of money out there that people have right. no idea that's there. So I'm, I'm trying to let them know that they do have support. They do have women out here that have already been through what they've been through, who you know, who are forging that way. And it's like, yo, let's go. Right. Yeah. So um, so you don't have to it doesn't have to be hard for you. I basically want it to be easier for other other women, black women and people of color to be to get in the industry. So that's what we do with Fermenta is we just help support and educate and want people to be their best selves in the fermentation industry. Awesome. All right. That's what's up. Um, yeah, that's dope. All right. All right. Well, I, like uh, well, I, I think that, and uh, we're going to come back cause I'm sure people will have more questions, but we okay. want to do uh, get into our, our other guests as well uh, and get a little bit more of his background. So Shannon, uh, the floor is yours. Oh, I appreciate that. I don't know how I'm gonna even top any of that. I mean, <laughs> I know we ain't even get down to the to the, story, the whole bro. part, man. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Congrats and salute to you and everything you're doing, Barb. I, I love it. Thank you. Um, well, uh, my name is Shannon Harris. Uh, to kind of give a little background, um, I got into craft beer. Probably about what we, 2020, about seven years ago, back in like 2014. Uh, it actually started off really crazy. I was actually at a Yelp event, you know, the, the restaurant rating app Yelp. Um, this was back when I lived in uh, Los Angeles, California, and I was at an event for that Yelp was hosting. And it was a craft beer forward event. And I, I'm used to drinking my MGDs, my Coors Light. You know, my Budweiser, like, I don't drink all that fancy hipster beer. I don't drink none of that. So I'm over there complaining, like, you know, this thing too bitter. It tastes like a handful of coins. I drink a stone IPA. And, you know, they like, so try this Guinness. And I'm like, why is the beer so flat? Like, it ain't even got no carbonation to it. Not knowing what nitro beers really were. 
Um, and then uh, a buddy of mine who's a really good friend of mine now uh, actually overheard me that night. We met that night. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I overheard you, you know, kind of basically crying about the beer selection that's here. Um, he's like, you don't, you don't drink crab beer at all? And I was like, man, no, I don't drink any of that stuff. And I mean, now that I think about it, like he probably could have like Dextered my ass, but he was like, hey, come over <laughs> my house right now. I actually live across the street. Like that's what Jeffrey Dahmer shit right there. <laughs> and you, and you was like, all right. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, cool. Oh, yeah, let me go over to, uh, you know, strange white man's house. Yeah, that's that's doesn't happen. It doesn't happen <laughs> in movies. You know that, Shannon. We always run the other way. We always <laughs> run. I'm breaking a black hole number one in a scary movie. Right. No, but he ended up taking me to his crib and uh we drank like 20 beers that night that was my very first like bottle share i guess yo any got you drunk oh man boy. <laughs> yeah, we were drinking everything blondells all the way up to stout you know what now that i'm thinking about this yeah, hey man, man, like, move, man. Up, man. <laughs> yeah. he got you real comfortable like got me real comfortable like just take one more ship what other kind you want to taste? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hungry? No, I'll I'll well. I'll well. uh, I ended up becoming a crab beer connoisseur ever since that night. And actually, he was the one who actually gave me the moniker, the Brew Brother, that night. Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're cool and everything. And he was straight up like, you know, I don't really got that many black friends, all that. Like, you're my Brew Brother now. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, you know, there are so many red flags in this story. (laughs) And then it was actually him who encouraged me to, like, you know, you should create an Instagram and you know, kind of document your journey and craft beer. And from there, shit kind of blew up. Um, I guess, like, now if you go back to like my old IG, like when I was way back, like I was drinking like just grocery store available uh, crab beers. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just really started evolving in like actually going to breweries um, and just going out to meet people. And honestly, you know, being a person of color uh, in a industry that's not really focused for minorities, you right. know, I had to get over that comfort zone or uncomfortable zone of like, Every time I go to a brewery, I'm the only black person there. And mm-hmm. every time I go to a beer festival, I'm the only black person there. And I just kind of mm-hmm. ran with that and took my own moves and just kind of be like, you know what? I'm going to advocate for this now. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, what, what was taught to me of how to get introduced to craft beer, I need to do that with other brothers and sisters that I know, especially like my family members. Because if I'm going to go out there and be at these breweries, like they got to know where I'm at and where to mm-hmm. find me especially if I'm inebriated and all that. So, uh, yeah. And then from there, man, I just kind of got into the game of just, like, really appreciating crab beer that I wanted to appreciate it on another level of, like, how do you make crab beer? Um, Like, to really understand, like, how do these malts blend together with water and hops and yeast to make these different styles of beer that I love oh so much. So then that's when I started uh, participating, like volunteering and helping out at breweries just to kind of pick up a little bit of game and and figure out, you know, why do I appreciate this so much? But how does this all work? And then that's when I got that passion of like, you know what, I want to start brewing these beers at home and experimenting a little bit more on a smaller scale. You know, if it's trash, I throw it away. If it's good, I'm drinking it all, all day. And then I just started really getting into home brewing. And then, um, you know, all my friends and family like, you know, you, you make great beer. 
you know, you should open up a brewery someday. And this is way in the early days. So I started entering like home brew competitions uh, over the last few years of trying to get like a more unbiased opinion on uh, my home brews. And I'm just winning awards left and right for this beer, that beer, this beer, that beer, internationally, nationally. I won uh, twice in the national home brew competition uh, two years in a row. Like that was like big. That's like the Grammys, home brewing. And I, I landslide in that. So then I'm like, oh, shit. Like, now I'm about to go start brewing with these other breweries, not only to help put my name out there that I know how to brew beer, but, you know, I got more followers. Like, I'm not trying to boast enough, but on Instagram, like, I got more followers than a lot of breweries do. So I'm like, this is kind of a way that we can help each other. Like, you know, we get to learn the brewing. Introduce my style of brewing to your fans, but also I'm going to introduce my people to you. And right. then now, you know, I'm on my LeBron James vibe. Like, it's time to take my talents to Austin <laughs> and open up my own brewery. You know, I'm yeah. helping all these other breweries make money. Right. Now it's time for me to do the same. So now that's why I'm opening up uh, Urban Jungle Brewing here in Austin, Texas. We'll be the first uh, Black-owned brewery in Austin, Texas. Woo! That's what I'm the about. second black Oh, Whoa, whoa, what's happening? We country right now, less than 1% of that is Black-owned. Nice. Um, and then less than that. So that leaves us with like out of 8,000 plus breweries, we got about 60 to 65 breweries in America that are black owned. Yeah. Wow. Right. That still ain't enough. And, and out of those black owned and uh, yeah, we, we're just going to make some dope beer. A, a very uh, inclusive I think we lost. Agreed. That's going to invite everybody. Black, brown. Is he still? He chopping. He real chopping. In chopping. Austin, uh, uh, see, oh, I'm chopping up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah what you're right. saying is too much for the internet. They said not this black guy. Storm. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> he tried to take over. That's Donald <laughs> Trump. Me. That ain't nobody with Trump did that. You know, the defeat from last night, you know, him in his bunker, you know, so, he's coming out of his bunker for your ass. No, like, is there a is, yeah. Do you guys have like a do you have like a specific oh. beer that you uh that you guys brew or it's just any any kind like a different uh, a specific uh, style? Kinds of beer. Our, our biggest focus is going to be like pastry stouts, pastry sours, okay. yeah, um, IPAs, everything under the sun. But we're going to mostly focus on our stout and sour game. Okay, yeah, okay. I like that. No, no, Barbie, well, do you homebrew as well? I did. For oh, I did for a while. Oh, you did, you did. I, with okay. a with a four year old, I'm like I'm not all that interested. <laughs> and I, it's funny because when I had her, I thought, well, maybe I can continue doing it, and she can be like the baby brewer. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't that really that interested in in having her? And even now, I think, oh, I should because I I would like to make a um I kind of was going to make a stout that was kind of my next thing. I've done. Um, a lot of different ales, um, but I just no. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. There's like a lot of work, and you, you stand around, and you want to just sit and drink while you're, you know, you want to relax. It's a relaxing situation right. to do it. Like you do yeah. it, and you want to be involved, and you don't want to keep hearing, "Mama, can I? Mama, look, Mama, can I touch? Mama, no." Right. Right. So yeah. no. 
Not, <laughs> but anyone she goes to school, I will pull out, pull them out. And we'll pull, I mean, pull all as I'm looking, it's all sitting over there in a box. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, question, this question could be for either you, Shannon, or Barb, since you guys uh, both have homebrewed and Rob, you've homebrewed. So for I have a lot of apprehension about homebrewing. I've got my still starter kit that I haven't cracked just yet from for like two years. <laughs> yeah, from Christmas. Um, we've had people on the podcast say the same thing. They got a home kit. They kind of sat, they sat it on the shelf, you know, didn't touch it. Um, for me, my apprehension is, you know, like in that kit, do one, do I have everything I need? And um, how, you know, how is this going to, uh, come out and I won't know obviously until I do it. But did you guys have similar apprehensions about kind of uh, opening that first homebrew kit up, or what was that? What was that whole thing like? Because because I'm nervous. That's all it is. I'm kind of nervous. Like, <laughs> what you nervous for? Can 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 <laughs> no, can I execute this and will it be drinkable? That's you know, and maybe that's just you know the perfectionist in me as a person or whatever when you set out to do stuff. But what I made mine and jacked it up and didn't care. Well, Shannon well, just said if he threw, if he liked it if he liked it he kept it if not he threw it out threw it I mean, out yeah you guys you gotta start and see what happens yeah. yeah all right well that's 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 your feedback let me hear their feedback <laughs> <laughs> you can um, okay cool uh yeah I, I'm yeah um I don't I don't really know I kind of was like one of those like if I got something I'm gonna use it or if I spent money on it I'm a, I'm gonna use it to the best of my ability. Right. Um, mm -hmm. It was a learning curve. I'm going to tell you now, um, when you get those starter kits, mm -hmm. there's a lot of information and a lot of pieces of the puzzle that are not. That, yeah, with that's true. Kids. That's what I keep feeling. Go ahead. Yeah. So when I did my first homebrew kit, it was, I think it was like a Brooklyn uh, brew shop, or I think that's a like Brooklyn beer shop or Brooklyn brew shop homebrew yeah. uh, kit. And, you know, they give you kind of everything to make that one gallon batch at home, but what they don't give you is like bottles. Like, right. so after you make the beer and you ferment it, where are you putting it to drink it? Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't tell you the whole process of like cleaning versus sanitizing, which are two different things. They right. give you like this one little packet of cleaner and be like, this is your one and all cleaner. There is no such thing. Cleaning means you cleaning something, scrubbing it, cleaning it, getting the debris off, sanitizing, meaning you making it food grade, edible that ain't gonna hurt you, messy stomach up, it's sanitizing. Two different things. Right. So there's a lot of variables in there that um, when it comes to trying to do your first homebrew kit, there are better homebrew kits, but obviously a lot of people don't want to spend that kind of money at first because you got to spend more upwards of like $100, $150 to 200 bucks, where it comes with everything like bottles and sanitizer right. and all of that. But I'll say, man, just go ahead and knock it out. I mean, worst case scenario, at the end of the day, you're going to make beer. Yeah. You're not going to make a product that's going to kill you. Right. They give you the BGs or something like that if you mess up a little bit, but it ain't gonna kill you. So right. you can still drink it, or you can just All throw right. it away and try again. You know, okay. brewing ain't for everybody, and I always explain that when you become a brewer, you're basically a janitor that knows how to make alcohol. So it takes a lot of cleaning, <laughs> a lot of sanitizing, and that turns people off. Like some people, are like you know what? Hey, fuck this! I just want to yeah, that's here. too much. I ain't got time to be yeah, got making time. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And because I, 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 I did mine and messed it up. Cleaning bottles, that's like some of the things that are not going to necessarily be in that kit that I should. Yeah, depending on the kit that you have, it really just depends on which kit you got. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah. on which one you got. Yeah, because right. years, years ago I had the uh, Mister Beer Kit, which actually came with. Uh, it actually was pretty solid in terms of a kit. Like it explained that 
a, a mild, uh, no scratch type of detergent to clean, and it also did have that mm -hmm. pack of. Uh, so I told you that cleaning and sanitizing was two different things. Um, now I haven't brewed in a while, but yeah, you just gotta, just gotta That's jump cool. in there. Yeah, Rob's knock it out, man. Rob's was good. You just gotta knock it out. What about uh, what you know? I hear everybody like talking about you know like the big pot that you're, you're like you're heating everything up. Now I have like a propane kit that I can uh, you know uh, a propane um, uh, burner that I can use for like if I ever wanted to deep fry a turkey or whatever, and I've got a, mm -hmm. a kind of pot like you can yeah, I can use yeah. I can use yeah. that part yeah. to yep. put everything in. Um, Just be sure you have a a big brew kettle. Like don't go cheap and use the okay. kettle yeah. that you use make spaghetti in. Right, right. Because yeah, right. yeah, when that. it starts bubbling up, you're like, <laughs> yeah. please, don't do that. Right, right. Yeah, once and, you get an overboil, that's one mess that you can't clean up and over. it's going to be very sugary and nasty. Yeah. Track. Right. So I highly recommend if you have the capability of brewing outdoors, brew you that shit out there. Yeah. And it definitely gets you a higher, uh, uh, higher level or made uh, kettle or pot that you're going to brew in. Like those uh, turkey fryer pots, those are okay. Uh, you want to go with a stainless steel pot, but obviously, if you already fried a turkey in it last year, that ain't the same pot you want to brew beer. In. Right. I never even, I've never even used it, so I bought it to okay. brew a turkey. Never did the fried turkey. Got it at Boscov. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I oh, he just gets stuff to don't use it at all. Yo, I I agree because I had this whole idea that I was going to deep fry a turkey one year, and they were then it was all these stories that came out with people's houses and decks stepping off. <laughs> Fire using these damn peanut oil. I said, fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It'll be my luck that I'll be burnt some shit down. Though, so this Do you follow through with anything? Because what I'm hearing is you, you want to do stuff and you don't do any of it. Two things, Mark. Oh. Two things. I've only known you for two minutes. There you go. That's all you got to go off. <laughs> But those are two things that I was like, I had to back away from. I'm like, no, no. Now I can cook my ass off, Barb. Now, now I'm a chef. I, I can execute. So well, that's kind of one reason that had why I got into home brewing because I thought, well, I can cook. Yeah, so, you easy. know, it'll yeah. make it easier to at least, you know. So, I mean, that's why I started. So, yeah, Good. Good. Just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, Next time I talk it. to you, I hope you will have done something. Either fried the turkey or made the beer. You got two weeks. You can fry. Right. Yeah, you can fry the turkey. Look for, look for me to slide in your DM on some little <laughs> I got what I need. I'm about to do this. So uh, walk me through. This is what I picked up from the store in addition to my kit. Here we go. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got my kit messed it up, but that's fine. When I did it, it's, it's cool. But I fry turkey every I fry turkey every year for for Thanksgiving. So man, there you, you need to get your stuff together, man. Just gotta, just gotta, just gotta do it. Um, now, 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 Shannon, you had a was it a Kickstarter? Um, now that's still going on, or did the Kickstarter end? I mean, I know it was pretty successful, but did it? Are you still? Is it still live, or is it still? No, the, the Kickstarter is done. Um, you know what? The Kickstarter was and what is it? something that I, I was scared about. Um, so we did a Kickstarter to kind of help raise some initial funding uh, for Urban Jungle Brewing, like to help us uh, get through the, the first initial steps of starting a brewery, such as acquiring our licensing, getting our merch and branding up, 
uh, working on construction and development plans, paying our lawyer fees. And uh, hopefully when we find our actual location, we're still searching for a location. We narrowed it down to two uh, places right now. So we're just working out the details and then that's gonna pay for the permitting uh, that's gonna get going. So when we first launched the Kickstarter to, to raise $60,000 to help us uh, get our foot in the door of brewing, of opening this brewery, you know, we did it right in the smack middle of the hot, when, when it was real hot zone for COVID, which numbers are starting to skyrocket a little bit again now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, man, this is the worst time to be trying to ask people for money. You know, everybody clutching their purses and coins real tight. Um, ain't nobody going to be donating nothing to us. That That's just not going to happen. So I was like, man, we're we not going to be this go. I'm, I'm already just like, it's out there. We released it. We told people there's a Kickstarter. Nothing's going to happen. Day one, we raised like $12,000. Out of the door, awesome. and I'm like, oh, wow, damn. So I'm like, okay, uh, there might be some people who actually feel in, you know, what's going on and everything. Mm-hmm. Then the, the next day, you know, news articles started coming out. You know, uh, Eater reached out to us. All the local news stations reached out to us. Started doing like TV appearances and everything there. So like they, like the first week, we already hit like thirty thousand dollars of our goal in one week, and this was Ooh. a thirty day Kickstarter. So every week we like we just crunching numbers, crunching numbers, and then it started getting down to the last and final days. And you know we were really short on our goal because you know things started to slow down. Everybody who really wanted to donate already donated. Like we ain't got much more to give you, but I gave you what I could. And you know we started really like you know scared, like you know because uh, with Kickstarter it was either you hit your goal or you don't. Like we wanted sixty thousand dollars. If we was one dollar short. Kickstarter was going to cancel it and give oh, everybody oh, their oh, money back and everything. What? So we were like, yeah. so we were like, damn, like we had, I think we were down to like our last like uh, eight to ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, you know, sweating bullets. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, we made it this far. We got all the news press. We're in a imbibe. We're in Forbes. We're like, you know, got all of these people that reached out to us and made these articles. And then we're not even going to hit the goal. So I'm stressed out. And then Kickstarter called me. And was like, hey, um, we see that your Kickstarter is about to end soon, but you have one of the most successful Kickstarters that we've ever seen launch ever mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, like mm-hmm. from day one goal. And now we actually, this is a perfect time that you did it because we're doing this Black Lives Matter program on Kickstarter, where if you go to kickstarter.com, it's nothing but Black-owned Kickstarters on there, and we made you our front cover page on our Kickstarter. And on top of that, we can't donate money to you because that's going to play favoritism, all that, but we're going to give you an extra 25 days to reach your goal. And then when that happened, Kickstarter came through, pulled through, and we were able to reach our goal, and we made actually raise close to almost $64,000 uh, yeah, for the Kickstarter, and then yeah, man, round of applause, man. yeah, you know what it is. Just dope. so much support. We had almost a thousand backers on Kickstarter at the end of the day. Um, so we got a lot of T-shirts and hats and glassware and all this stuff that's gonna go out to everybody that supported us. And uh, I mean, I, I'm just so happy to have the community support because that was our big thing with Urban Jungle, just trying to make this as communal as prop as possible. I didn't want to do this, especially in, let's just face it, a very red state, white dominant state of Texas. Right. And like, I'm just don't want to be that black person trying to come in and say, you know, I'm going I'm to do this and do that brewery and then don't have no support from the locals or just people who knew me out in the community. And just mm-hmm. to know that I just have that many people believe in me. Um, it, it's very That's humbling. Dope, I, can, I can say that. Very humbling. Oh, good. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So Kickstarter came through and we did. So how long ago did... 
so how long ago did you did you reach your goal and when did when when did Kickstarter uh end? You may have said it. But... Um so the Kickstarter ended on September twenty sixth. Okay. Um all the way down to the very last second. Uh they even did a big countdown on their main page. If you went to Kickstarter.com, it was like this big live countdown for Urban Jungle Brewing on their website. So I had a little hosting party. We put it up on the TV and everything and kind of rated till the countdown happened when that shit hit midnight. And it was like you funded. You made it. 104%. It was just yeah, like that's crazy. okay, this is real now. Right. I always had that little doubt feeling like, oh, we don't hit the Kickstarter. Like, I'm cool. Like, I ain't even going to even pursue this. I'm going to just stick to home brewing. But now that we hit it and now I got people's money, like, I, I you know, you I got to keep going. Because like Barb said, you got to finish it. I really don't want to, like, <laughs> right. not make it. Yeah, happen. right. <laughs> so I, I got to make sure I use this money and do everything yeah. I said I was going to do and run it until I can't run it or run it until we open. So I'm doing yeah. everything possible to make this a reality of a brewery. Um, and I'm using every resource I could possibly get for it. That's Don't use that money for a pink suit like we would do in Detroit. <laughs> no, yeah, I ain't gonna do none of that. I, I already made it. I ain't, I ain't stuck a dollar. Like I ain't put gas in my car from that money. I ain't done that. If anybody want to see bank statements, hey, it's right here. <laughs> I heard that. that bad press. Oh, right. none of that. Like, damn, you just paid your mortgage with that. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I like, question. so with your your business plan, when do you plan? Do you have a, a, a an open date, a soft open date? Yeah, like, yeah. So uh, with Urban Jungle Brewing, we're going to go into production brewing uh, starting next year. To where we're we're not going to have a brewery and tap room. We're just going to do production to where we uh, self distribute a lot of our beer throughout Texas first, obviously. Um, so we're going to start getting our buzz and name out there and start getting a product. Because that's one question that's always been asked to us uh, when we do interviews and all that is like, but where are you? Like, when are you opening and where can I get your beer? So we're going to start producing probably like about five to six beers, start getting those in heavy rotation locally. And then we're going to figure out how we can get those out to neighboring states of Texas. But the actual brewery and tap room will open in uh, Q4 of 2022. Got it. Awesome. All right. There it is. Um, now, I, I brought this up last week, Barb, and they didn't believe me. So maybe you can explain it better. Like, if, like I think I saw a video of yours where you took a hot metal pipe and stuck it in. Oh, it was her that did it. Not a pipe. I didn't. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's a poker, or a poker. <laughs> or or it's called a loggerhead, or okay. it's kind of schnozenfluger or something like that. <laughs> I, I can't think of what it is, but um, but it's it's traditionally it's a loggerhead, and you stick okay. it. It's called beer poking, where you take it, you heat it up, and you put it in a dark beer, a bock, um, you know, a beer no, that has residual sugars. Oh, yeah any of that and it changes the taste of it so if it's cold it warms it up which you know you want your your stouts to be warmer anyway and it kind of caramelizes it and it gives it a completely different taste so wow. um i'm kind of surprised when i i had been re i've been i just read about you know old beer things mm -hmm. um and I'm surprised that everyone sort of jumped on that and was like, that's the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> well, like, that's what we like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I've you... seen it. I, I know I saw it. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it does change the taste. I mean, I, I, I did it on my, just my IG just to try it out. And then I did an um, interview with Scene Magazine and they, and I did it live with, a it's a it was a fourth dementia which is a brewery that's around here which is a um 
it's an old ale, which mm-hmm. traditionally it should be done with an English ale. So an old English ale. Um, and also traditionally, the, the drink that they did it with was called a flip, which was, I believe it's an old English ale rum with brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And you put it all together. I haven't done that that one yet, like the mm-hmm. what was done 400 years ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, I used an old English ale and it was, it made it taste, it t- like it brought out elements in the beer that I didn't even know were in the beer. Mm-hmm. It's it, like a nuttiness, almost like a, a candied pecan mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it works. It Laugh works. if you what? want to, fellas, but it. Well, there you go, Shannon. You just got to have hot pokers on deck at the brewery. Hey, anything that's going to bring the people in, man, I'm at the stand out. You know what? I'm already at a disadvantage, you know, being the only black brewery. So, you know, I got to think of everything creative I can. Tricks of the trade. You know what? It ain't going to be the same if Barb don't come do it. <laughs> and you know what? When you open it, well, here's the problem though. In Texas, it's hot. Like that's oh, yeah. a that's a cool thing up here because it's Michigan and it's cold. Right. And the right. first time I did it, I did it out at my fireplace. Okay. So we yeah. make a lot of fires. And then the next time I did it, I just did it on the stove because I was, you know, trying to be inside. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it is huge. Like in Ohio, I know they're having a beer poker festival. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, but somebody like people have been sending me stuff, and uh-huh. and they do like heritage hog um, roast. They do a lot of that sort of you know hometown okay. Ohio stuff. I can say that because I'm from Ohio, and they're having a beer poker festival because it's like a around wow. kind of a German thing. So. Mm-hmm. Huh. You wow. want me to come in when your brewery's open and do that trick for people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I'll post yeah. it on day one. I don't, I don't know how receptive it's going to be. Like you said, it is hot. Ain't nobody drinking no hot beer out here. So. Yeah. You don't leave it in there for long. Like you just yeah. you have it really cold. You put it in there, and by the time you pull it out, it isn't it isn't warm. Like yeah, it's it okay. It just yeah. it just takes the the chill off of it. But um, you know. Yeah, that was yeah, part I, of my I reason can... for asking uh, when you were opening, because uh, you know, obviously, we could support virtually, but if we if we know dates, if we know times of the year to come, and it fits into our schedule, we travel, man. We we, okay. we to travel. Yep. We want we want to get out and support um, where where we can. And I mean, Texas was on the list at one point, but you know, COVID hit <laughs> right before oh, at one point, and. You know what? It just threw everything. It threw everything off. And you said you were aren't you guys two. open in Texas though? You guys aren't. Aren't you guys like? All open? Are you guys open in Texas like Florida yeah. is, where you're wearing masks or anything? And uh, we are wearing masks. It is a mandate that you have to wear a mask everywhere mm-hmm. in uh, Texas, especially in Austin. I think you get fined up to like two grand if you're like wow. walking around in public without a mask. Wow. But at breweries, all of our breweries, all of our bars are open. Uh, they just have it. So most breweries are doing just outdoor seating only. You can't sit in a tap room. And then okay. if you find a table, a spot outside, you can take your mask off. But if you're walking around or going to order a beer, you have to have your mask on. Like I just that. saw all of the sparkles. There it is. <laughs> there it I just poured the last bit and saw there all the sparkles is. in there. <laughs> Super glittery. Sorry. We put way too much glitter in that. Bottle, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to see the. I'm taking a picture of it right now. That um, yeah. that sold out pretty quickly. I think 
that when they um when they dropped that one. I yeah, it sold out in like two minutes. Oh yeah. god. Yeah, like quick. Like we were actually shocked because all of us the answer, uh myself, I think uh uncapped everything is on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um who else is on there? Uh Black Ninja Design was part of it. And uh, CM Bryant from uh, Malarkey was on there, and also Web and Souls participated in it as well. Then you can yeah. see we put the Tupac lyric right in the back from uh, the Changes song. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, place yeah. hate makes disgrace the racist. Yeah. Um, so we put that in there, but uh, yeah, when we we all went online because we were going to support and like everybody buy one four pack, you know, just to support because all yep. the money was going uh, to be donated anyway, as it should with Black is Beautiful. And all of us got online and it was done. Damn. Like none that of was us like got some to new, buy it ourselves. That was like Dang. some uh, new they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem had though. That's all. It's a good problem because hundred uh, percent of those proceeds uh, were donated to a local uh, organization in Richmond, Virginia, uh, to help uh, women and uh, children. Uh, that's like I think it was something to do with like domestic violence and okay. legal. And then we also donated a portion of it to the NAACP Legal okay. Defense Fund. Nice. Wow. No, no, Chandler, you were saying you said the spring of 2022. Is that what you were saying? Coming to opening, that's what your target well, is. Uh, Q4. So Q4. we're looking at probably oh, like fall or winter yep. of uh, 2000 or 2022. But we're going to start a production facility next year, oh, to where man. we're just going to strictly produce beer and just get it out there, mm-hmm. so we can continue to buzz and help build our name. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we gather enough funds from those sales. We'll start putting a lot of that into the actual build out of the brewery. And we actually thinking of raising or starting another type of uh, crowdsourcing program uh, for crowdfunding uh, to help with the actual build of the brewery at that time. We're trying to figure out the details because we don't want to really go all about it. Like, you know, membership, T-shirts, all of that. That happened with the first Kickstarter. With this one, it's just going to be more focused on helping us build. And uh, we're thinking about uh, doing it where we're going to sell bricks. Um, that's going to be engraved with people's name and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So when we build a brewery, we'll have a dedication to say that you helped build this brewery. Like this brewery, this brewery was built on community. Here's the people names that helped us build this brewery. And that's something how we want to pay homage back to everybody who's been supporting us. That's, that's like the Black great, History great vision. Museum. Great vision for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. No, See, no, and you no. guys were like, how's he going to blow you away since you have yeah. such a long resume, Siren of Style? Right, he right. just blew me away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cut this shit off. <laughs> hey, you, you make, you're making the real change. You're making the real change. <laughs> what you're doing out there is unfathomable. Nobody can touch what you're doing. Right. <laughs> Speaking of, no, no. so Rob said you was a, a, a TV host? TV personality. Uh, right? TV personality? I have been doing that for... A, real, a, a long time. So I've been in entertainment for probably about 20 years. So you I do commercials. And, hmm? You definitely but have so, a voice. Uh, well, it's funny because my, my major was sports broadcasting. I wanted to be... You remember when Robin Roberts was in... <laughs> that's the, the voice. Yeah. That, that's the voice. I was like, yeah, I, I can hear your ass. That's the voice. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hear it. And yeah. that's, that's just my voice. I'm not putting it on... I don't leave here and turn to the side and go, what? I don't... This is how I sound. Every day. Every day. All day. I wake up and there it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Robin Roberts was who I, you know, I was like, I want to be her on ESPN. Okay. And then, um, yeah, went in sports broadcasting, was about to do, I, I actually had an internship um, as a, you know, in, in sports at some 
whatever. But I had the, the either it was either do that or go to the Olympics. And instead, I went to the Olympics in in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then it it's I literally just keep following like when the the universe sends me things, I just keep going. Oh, I'll keep going down this path. I'll just keep mm-hmm. going down this path. So. Mm-hmm. I did not stay with sports broadcasting. I ended up getting into doing runway. I started because I'm really tall and um, started doing print stuff and commercials. And and I just got into that side, which I never thought I wanted to get into that side. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I started doing TV hosting stuff as well. So mm-hmm. I do um, or I have done um, like morning shows and stuff around the Detroit, Michigan area, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've auditioned. I've had big auditions with people. It's so funny. People don't realize how hard this industry is. It would have been easier for me to be an actual doctor than to be <laughs> in this <laughs> industry. You be which yeah. I, I play it's a doctor a lot. Mm-hmm. It's easier just to study and be one. <laughs> because I mean, I've had auditions with people from Survivor. I've had audition. I've had an audition with Mario Lopez, who right. actually got the job, and I didn't because he was Mario from Lopez. Saved by the Bell. Right. Yeah, right. and they right. told me, "Wow, you're funnier, and you're da da da." And I mean, you've seen right. him on TV. He's kind of a bore, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a no name. He's a no right, no name, no face. You know, you know, and grew, like, up, grew up in it, so yeah. But that's the thing is you can't, you know, what is the thing? It's how do you get experience if you if you, if you can't get the job to get experience? Right. Exactly. Like how can you become the known name if you're not going to let me become the known name? Right. So Great. that's Great. kind of my, so, but I'm so still in it. I still do it. I do. I mean, yeah. I do a lot of commercials still. I do a lot of um, industrial films and stuff like that. So I love, I love it. Uh, you know, I love this industry. So we just can't let you slide that you were in the, the Atlanta Olympics. <laughs> right. right. That's what I'm going to ask you. Did you just go, you just go like, as a spectator or <laughs> right. were you in what the Olympics? What did you compete in? I did not compete in the Olympics. Um, okay. <laughs> one, because I didn't make it to trials because I had bilateral stress fractures. But mm-hmm. I still was able because my, my coach was part of the IOC. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to go and be a transportation supervisor to the athletes. So all okay. of this is it was tough to, you know, that he was a part of it. And it literally was like the universe saying, you know, you can't go on, you know, as a runner, but we're going to let you go anyway. Right. So yeah. it was, it was great. I was able great to meet. Experience. It was a great experience. I was right there. I was able to meet. You guys remember Dan O'Brien? Absolutely. Yeah. Dan and Dave. <laughs> Dan and Dave. <laughs> yep. So I was able to meet, you know, and, and then the, the dream team, like Shaquille O'Neal and all those guys. So I was able to be a part of that and meet all of those people up close. And wow. um, it was great. I mean, yeah. running in it would have been better. Right. <laughs> you know what? I can't I can't complain because it was great. It was awesome. And then I just I ended up staying in Atlanta. Atlanta is a beautiful place with beautiful people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it was an amazing experience. So, yep. and uh, all the Atlanta folks turned out, didn't they, for this election? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Shannon and Barb have some fascinating lives. You got um, you've been around in the Olympics. He uh, random uh, white men pick him up to bring him back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say Shannon survived uh, (laughs) Jeffrey (laughs) Dahmer. Yeah, this is all. It's like (laughs) (laughs) incredible. incredible Show. (laughs) I've never I've never heard some of these stories. Right. Shannon survived the craft beer, Jeffrey Dahmer. He, he, he <laughs> this is with tall. How tall are you? Uh, 5'10. Okay, yeah, that is pretty That's tall. tall. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tall. Yeah. You're taller than me. Oh, sorry, little yeah, guy. I'm, 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 I, I talk to my parents every day. I'm like, Mom, man, you couldn't find one. Mom, I'm like, what, what was the uh, what was the rapper's name? Uh, I can't think. Which was a little bit, little bit tall. tall. Was his yeah. name? Um, so, yeah, you touched you touched on something in terms of the style of beers that you were um, that you're going to really uh, make your specialty, like you know the pastry beers. Um, something that came to mind. I saw something on on the news about um, a woman out of Doylestown who's doing more of the pastry beer. She had like French French to- their their they do debuted a uh, French toast ale French toast bites ale beer, which has the actual mash of the of the uh, French toast ingredients and everything in her beer. So when you say pastry beers, like, are you putting, going to be putting things like, you know, those kinds of pastries and stuff mashed right into your, um, to your brew or how's that work? How's that process? Uh, that's exactly how it works. So I'm actually drinking one right now called uh, Humbled and Humble. It's a oh, pastry stout that I brewed with a brewery called Ingenious. Mm. Uh, just like uh, the can that Barb has, it has my logo, the brew brother. Right there, or why didn't you send that to us before we started this podcast? (laughs) We can go, we really like this. Yeah, so with this particular beer, uh, what we did is that we collaborated, uh, the hundred percent of the proceeds from this beer. Um, this was like our way of like, how do we keep the black is beautiful uh beer initiative going, uh, beyond black is beautiful? So I connected with Ingenious Brewing in uh, Houston, Texas. And we brewed Humbled and Humble, which is a pastry stout uh, that was brewed with a Black-owned breakfast spot called the Breakfast Club. So mm-hmm. they brewed, a, a, or they actually made a 100 pounds of waffles mm-hmm. that we actually threw into the mash uh, to mash all of the beer with the waffles from their beer. Because wow. this is actually a breakfast stout, so it's with waffles, blueberries, and cream cheese. That we put into this beer, no, so it's a ten percent. How can we get some of that here? We uh, just, I send it to you. I got yeah, you got uh, to. Yeah, we we could have tried it on this broadcast. If he had <laughs> I know, man. I, I'm, I'm slacking. Yeah, well, I'm look, slacking. look, I'm, I'm gonna send you my VPS account or something. We got <laughs> or something. We got we cover shipping. Yo, that's delicious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but when it comes to the pastry style beer, so um, yeah. uh, to kind of incorporate what Barb and I was saying to uh, uh, Devin was that uh, when, when it comes to beer, if you have a passion for food and cooking, mm-hmm. you can incorporate that in the beer. And yeah. I actually have a very strong passion for baking. So mm-hmm. actually, Urban Jungle Brewery is going to be a brewery and a bakery. Okay. Because we're going nice. to incorporate a lot of our ingredients into our beer. So I brew beer with uh, German chocolate cake, cupcakes, Ooh. donuts, cookies, anything pastry and savory that you can think of, I'm throwing that into mm-hmm. the beer. 
and Yo, down. In. You just top Barb. Get her out of here. Right. <laughs> 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 Yo, Yo Shan, everybody love a everybody love a good a good hot glaze, don't I? Hey, I know. We got we got that, that out, I'm man. I'm saving that one for the grand opening. I got the yeah, glaze, and I got a I got a sweet potato pie, brown ale that I've actually used yams and sweet potatoes to throw into the actual beer, and I actually make. Sweet potato pie and just crumble them up. You're trying to make everybody fat out here. You're gonna need drinking my beer. I'm telling you, the sugar. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna try to make my first South by Southwest and stop at this brewery. Yeah, doing right. Come through. Come through. We do have some people who wanted to say. Hi, Barb. You were just talking about it. Hey, <laughs> Look at that. Uh, we got some viewers. Hey, hey. fellas. Hey. Well, 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 as, she, as she was talking about that beer, she needed Need it. Need it, Shannon. Yeah, we did too, ladies. <laughs> yeah, we do too. Hey, hey let, let me take care of them first, and then I'll get with you. Then we'll get back to you. Let me take care of them first. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> we'll good. We'll review bro. it. We'll review it. Obviously, you know, it'll be a pass me another. <laughs> I want to you'll be really up shit because we'll be asking for more and more of it. After <laughs> another. Yeah, whenever I make it to Austin, man, I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we we really proud of this particular style. Uh, we split the proceeds between uh, there's an organization called 100 Black Men uh, in there. They're 100 Black Men of America. But then they have breakoff organizations and there's 100 black men of Houston, 100 black men of Austin. And what they do is that they uh, develop programs and, and teach uh, youth and minorities about technology and the tech industry and everything that to kind of help uplift our communities. So we split the funds right down the middle wow. from the sales and donated it to both organizations. So I'm in Austin. I wanted to take care of the Austin chapter and then they're in Houston. So they took care of the Houston wow. chapter. Yeah, and then we invited them to come to the release. We did a big release party uh, two weeks ago, and they came out, got to talk about their organization and all of that, and yeah, just yeah, you're trying the, to help, you're the, you're help our people out. Philanthropy. Uh, a little bit, you know. I ain't no guy. No, it ain't nothing wrong with it, brother. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I can, and I, and what I can is uh, incorporate beer to bring awareness to everything that we got going on with our communities, and right. and that's what makes me more proud. I, I mean, I could care less. Obviously, I do want to open a brewery and make it the most successful that I can. But if I can ever do a beer, that's going to bring the community of the beer people in to help raise funding and awareness to organizations and foundations and all of that. That's helping to uplift our community and other minority communities, whether it's women, LGBTQ, children, black. I don't care as long as we doing something to help our communities right. out because we we got the we got the short end of the stick on a lot of things out here. And if I can do something to help and incorporate something I love, which is beer into that, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Well, that sounds like you do. You definitely need the brewery then. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you guys rebroadcast it, you're gonna go our only guest. And then only guest Shannon well, as the brewery. and then there'll be like this black block. Well, we love you enough that this is live, uh, Barb. So you're, you're in. You're in. You're right, you're right. And it's not like you gave us. You gave us beer poking. You gave us. You gave us a lot of information. You gave us. You gave us 
You, have me taking, you guys both have me taking notes over here. I've got yeah, bottles that I'm gonna need. I've got the cleaning. You you, you push me like somebody pushed you to say, "Fucking just do it, Devin. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. Right? But a question yeah, I did have for uh, both of you, just uh, that's around beer and, and and brewing, and just you guys, uh, the profession you're in now. Do you feel like that where you are now, um, you've kind of cracked? that glass ceiling or have you you know kind of not reached the 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 plight that you both want to be on in in craft brew um obviously this the 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 site or the vision that's right in front of you shannon right now is the brewery is like your number one focus in your in your goal so that's that's on the vision board but one is that that glass ceiling so to speak that you want to reach and then bar for you what would you say uh that that mark is for you Devin wasn't listening his number one goal is the community not the <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay attention the community I don't want to follow that I don't want to follow that up I don't want to follow that up with two <laughs> fingers Yoda <laughs> that, even, that would even look right for our viewers <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for being Shannon's assistant. <laughs> no, I was just, pro I, Shannon here. I was, just, I was just listening to one man. I don't know where you was at. You was <laughs> the glass, the, the glass ceiling, Shannon. That, that's the question. Like, have you reached? Yeah. So, at least for me, uh, with the glass ceiling, one, it is for sure all about uh, community. I just feel um, the need of an uh, industry that has always been this uh, vision of just white beard, flannel shirt. Like that, that's what crab beer is. It's really not that real big market. Although breweries love using our culture to right. sell their beer with hip hop lyrics and the likeness of people um, and all art, of that. Art, to make art beer. now, even on the art cans. Everything. Yeah, on the art, all of that. They, they do yeah. all of that and mm-hmm. then they don't consult with us or right. consult with anybody within the community about like how is this interpreted they just talk about you know or hire sell. anybody right or don't right. hire anybody like like if you hired somebody right. who can just kind of guide y'all in the way and I, and that's a question or a thing that i kind of been raising here locally in austin is right. when i talk to a lot of brewery owners is like i just want you to pour, pour a beer at your brewery and i want you to go stand in the corner just stand there 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour mm-hmm. and i want you to really just peek the vibe of your brewery Mm-hmm. How many black people came in? There? How many Hispanic Asians came in there? Who do you have working behind your bar? Like right. that's right. not of a person of color, or do you have a brewer or anything like that? So yeah. I think uh, you know I always been like this, you know, moniker, whatever you want to call it, on Instagram as the brew brother, and you know the guy who drinks all these crazy beers and travel all over the world for beer and all of that. But it's like there got to be something more to that. Mm-hmm. And my more to that is my glass ceiling is being able to open that brewery to kind of hopefully empower. And I don't want to like empower other people of color to necessarily get into brewing. But if you feel that's something I want to teach when I come here is like, if you feel like you want to do something, go out there and do it. Don't feel yeah. like I'm going to be the only person that's doing this out here of my kind. And right. I'm a little standoff because I already know I'm in Texas. I'm about to get a lot of shit. When I yep. open up this brewery, people ain't oh, yeah. gonna be feeling it. I'm gonna be wearing hats like this and shit <laughs> right. like my brewery. Right. People ain't gonna be feeling it. Exactly. I already know that. 
Right. But the goal was that as nervous as I was, I feel like it's something that's necessary. There is no reason that Weathered Souls should be the only Black-owned mm-hmm. brewer and Black-owned brewery owner in, in the state of Texas. One of the biggest states in this damn country. Right. And right. we got a lot of breweries here. Yep. And he's the only one carrying the world on his back right now. Yeah. I'm going to take a little bit of that weight off his shoulder and anything I can do to help assist them and also assist my community is what I'm going to do. And I, that's what I feel. Awesome. I know Barr is going to do some way bigger Ele- than that. Eloquently I'm put, good. brother. <laughs> what was that? I agree with, I agree Eloqu- with him. Eloquently put. That was perfect. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeffrey played right, what Queen. Shannon just said. No, nah, come <laughs> on, Queen. Go. What you got? Come on, Queen. What you got? <laughs> Mine is not bigger. I, <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> we, we're a partnership. That's what it is. We, yeah. we all in here for the same goal. Right. That's yeah. Cool. All yeah. we're doing is uplifting our people. That's what we're doing. There you go. And that's all really I, I want to do. Like, I, I will say a couple years ago, I, it, it, like, in my deepest heart, I kept thinking, maybe I want to open up like a nano brewery, a small, you know, where you do experimental beers and that sort of thing. Um, but as I go further along in the beer world, I just want people to, I want to explain, okay, a lot of stuff I do, because I'll do whatever I want because I'm, I'm a Gemini, so I'll just do something. A lot of stuff I do, somebody will go, why are you doing that? That's what white people do. Mm. Like when I got into beer, it was why are you drinking beer? That's what white people do. Right. Yep. But that's because people don't know our history with beer. Don't know, people right, don't right. know that Africa. it originated in Egypt yeah. 5000 BC. Yeah, exactly. They don't know that women were the first brewers. So right. that's the other yeah. thing is why are you bring beer? That's what men do. No, that yeah. and and that's my main reason of of staying in it. It it so now it's less about me wanting to do a nano brewery and wanting to explain to people a lot of things that you say or you've said or people have said to me, why are you doing it? That's what white people do. Mm-hmm. We started. Right. We originated right. or we right. came up with it. And come it, on it, now. we've Preach. come out of it and they've taken it over. And now we're like, we don't want to do that. And I don't understand. I've never understood the mentality of why we can't do it because somebody else does it or white people do, or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. My, my biggest thing here is educating Free. people a lot of the marginalized people to do what do what you want to do right because yeah. our ancestors probably started it anyway and when we likely and whatever we do we always make it better we so, make it yeah. better ain't nobody hey ain't nobody got that it. seasoning that we got they you know? put nobody season season things that. like we do you know that Some season is called soul I think Dave Chappelle said it last night on the Saturday Night Live his monologue. He said, oh, I missed everything, that. Everything, everything needs black eyes on it. You got right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we got to supervise it all. <laughs> yeah, we're, we should be in this industry. We're, we should be. We should. And my other thing is, I don't understand why we always feel like we don't belong somewhere. We like we, we want to be like, we don't. We belong everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. We have been all over this world. 900 times before anybody else was. I mean, if you really want to get down to like the brass tacks of things, mm-hmm. like ships out of Africa have been everywhere before everything. Right. So yeah. there's nowhere where we, we shouldn't go. There's nowhere right. we haven't exactly. been and there's nowhere we don't belong. Yep. So I, I'll, I'll say this and I, I never feel like when I walk, when I walked into a brewery and I'm the only one, I never think, should I be here? Right. But that's only because my mother told me like long time ago, she goes, wherever you go, 
you belong. Yes. I don't care where it is. Mm. I remember we were going to a, a country club thing and mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to be the only black people there. And she goes, I don't care. Cause wherever right. you go, you belong, right. you belong yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So I've hey, taken Mark, that. I'm inviting you now. When I open up, we doing a collaboration and that's the beer name right okay. there. There we go. <laughs> well, you <laughs> belong you know everywhere. You belong. Wherever you go, I'm gonna bring my mama with me. Hey, bring mama too. Bring mama too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will. I will be there. Yes, no, I appreciate it, and I will be Look, there. Don't, don't take I'm it back. I'm like an elephant. I have a long memory. So. <laughs> I'll keep sliding your DMs. Hey, hey, black people too. don't forget. Look, look, you also are on a recorded <laughs> line. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a recorded line. Thank you. Look, yeah. Janet, <laughs> she'll, she'll throw this clip at look one hour and eleven minutes and fifty seconds. DM. Clip, there it is. You don't remember this? Hey, I, I, I remember you. Uh-huh. Okay. I think I vaguely remember you, Barb. Remember yeah. this? <laughs> How about that? Yeah, but, but what y'all so that's said, what I'm trying to get out to other people. I want them good. to feel the same empowerment that I feel. That you, it don't belong. matter where you go. Belonging. You belong. That's yeah. That's what. I, I, that's that. how I, and I, I agree. That. I'm glad y'all said that because it's like sometimes. We feel like we don't belong in certain places. Well, me myself, Mm-mm. I don't really. It doesn't really bother me too much. I'd rather make other people uncomfortable than me. <laughs> so if you feel weird that I'm in here, like if it's a bunch of white people, I don't know the black guy. You're uncomfortable, not me. So yeah, I'm cool with it. But like, yeah, we do belong everywhere. So it's just just like that's the reason why we the podcast is here too, to, just to to let black people know, like like it's a lot of us out here, and like don't feel uncomfortable. Like being in in a crab beer, like it's just something that it's being normal. in anything. Yeah, like if you like, want to go skiing, if you want to do what, like if you want to do something, come on, black people do not. People ski. Ski. <laughs> hey, no, that's one thing you want You want to? I've done a ton of stuff where people are like, "Why are you doing that?" Or you think you're white? Yeah. Why? Because mm-hmm. I wanted, I want to do something that like people always said. You make people make deals on the golf course. Oh yeah. So yeah, what should we be doing? We should probably be learning how to do golf. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. So I started learning golf years ago because you know what? You never know if you're going to be invited to something. Right. And then you right. show up and listen. And it's funny. It's funny. Just last night I was uh, I was down in Riverfront um, and I was talking to a, a white family who was next to us standing in the crowd, and you know we were just sharing in excitement and in love and being all together in the same space. And, um, you know, I, I made the comment of you guys, you know, know where Donald Trump is right now. And they were like they were like golf and they were like, yeah, he's probably on the golf course right now making another fucking crooked deal. <laughs> to your point. He's, whatever that deal is, it doesn't have to be financial. He's got somebody next to him and they're strategizing. What is his next move going to be? Because yep. he don't got nowhere to go. He getting evicted. He's getting evicted from the White House. He caught COVID. <laughs> he, 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 like, like, uh, what my man say, uh, our boy from Barrels Elite. He said he got the full 2020 experience. He got all three in one month. Yeah. Yeah, but that's where the deal. Like the said, that's where that's where he's making his deals right now. He's on that golf course. He's like, this yeah. will take my mind, but I'm on my next chapter. I'm on my next thing. So. Yeah, so you gotta right. be one step ahead of people when they go. Hey, we're gonna go golfing, yeah, and you're the only one who doesn't know how to do it. Too. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I golf a lot. There's a lot going on on them golf courses, man. And uh, I'm I'm actually so my day job is like I do commercial real estate. So I've been in commercial real estate for the last ten years. Um, so you gotta go. All he, of our so this, he had to put that shit on top of everything else, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see what I see what's going on here. <laughs> we gonna cut some of yours out. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, hey, I, I Good. don't make me look people, better. <laughs> hey, I want to get people in that industry too. So we can talk about that on another episode because here in Austin, Texas, I'm one of three black people oh, in the wow. commercial real estate industry in yeah. Austin, Texas. And that's very sad. And I'm the only black man in commercial real estate in all wow. Hey, hey, Shannon, so. I gotta hook you up with uh, my realtor who's from Trinidad, but he's here. He did. He he sold um, us our house, but he does a rum and real estate uh, podcast and streaming on oh, wow. Thursday nights. Um, so they just talk about real estate and they talk about love to. The things that are happening. His name is uh, Neil. He's a very very great. Great guy, uh, you'll you'll love him. But yeah, I, I would love to. That that's another passion of mine is just trying to get more people of color into this industry as well. Yep. Awesome. Oh, so 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 um, this urban jungle brewery got is going to be insane. This is insane. real estate brewery. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, doing what I'm doing. Yeah, doing what I'm doing. You know, so in terms of space, like you said, you're now it down. Hey, we we gotta steal that. We gotta steal and claim that. We gotta gotta take that. So, in terms of square uh, footage, you said you're narrowing it down to you know like a a facility, and you've got two in mind. Um, How many square footage, square feet, are you looking at uh, at launching or having uh, Jungle Brewing uh, take take up? Uh, You know what? I'll break news here first. I ain't announced this to nobody. So I'm actually looking at two locations. one is so we can open up earlier than 2022. That would be our production facility that we're trying to do. That'll be uh, about a 4,000 square foot um, mm. warehouse space where right. we're not going to have a brewery, a tap where you can't come, hang right. out, sit down, drink beer. Yep. It's just production and we're doing beer releases. So like every other Saturday, we release a beer or two where you can come grab them and go. Um, right. That would be our, our method if we do go that route of uh, production facility. Um, it, we also looking at another space right now to where we can go straight up directly into brewery, mm. tap room, and beer garden. Okay. And mm. if we do that, that'll be about a 4,000 square feet tap room with also a, a acre and a half beer garden to where we can nice. sit about two, 300 people in the actual wow. beer garden. And then we're also wow. going to have farming there where we grow and resource a lot of our own ingredients, but it's going to have a program involved that if you want to sign up for a membership or sign your children up for a membership, uh, this is right. something that we uh, thought about that when, when COVID hit is that you remember when COVID first hit, everybody was scrambling for toilet paper, right. groceries, all that kind of stuff. And it came out to it. So I've actually been uh, farming and all this kind of stuff for years. Mm-hmm. So it, it was shocking to know how many people don't know how to grow lettuce, grow mm-hmm. oranges and, and fruits and vegetables yep. to survive. Me? And I want to teach I people, eat them. especially people of color, <laughs> how do you grow your own food in case we ever get to a point that we ain't, we can't just go out there and do something. You need to know how to grow cucumbers, peppers, lettuce, all that kind of stuff out there. And also I've been, uh, I went vegetarian 
uh, about a year ago. So I've been uh, really big on my bear. Well, I've been cheating. I ain't even gonna lie. But I was doing my thing. So I was being a little more sustainable with my life and just eating more healthier and that's awesome. You know, bro. growing a lot of my own food. Mm-hmm. Okay, damn. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, we, you heard me. You can't wait for the Urban Jungle Experience. You can't wait. Urban Jungle Experience. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. the membership is sold out for Urban Jungle for year one, but that's the Urban Night Club. Uh, we actually just got these in the Urban that's Jungle a, uh, branded Yeti. Ooh, yeah, so those up. just came out. That's going to members. And, you know, okay. the oh, next it's going to members. Remember, what type of show is that then, Shannon? That was on the Kickstarter. That was part of the Kickstarter. <laughs> mm. He didn't go, look, he did not go cheap. He wanted that Yeti joint. I know it. Yeah. Yeti. First class over Here's here. What you guys can't have. Mm. <laughs> but if y'all ever want, I can send y'all stickers. We got oh, stickers. I'm doing hats. We got shirts. We got hoodies. If you go to the website urbanjunglebrew.com, we have a merch section. Okay. There's t-shirts, hats, masks, everything on there, or awesome. all Urban Jungle branded on the website. Right. Now, 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 um, we know how uh, Shannon got his his name on IG. <laughs> <laughs> Barb, how, how did you get yours? Yeah, Siren of Stout. Um, it was kind of my my husband came up with it. It was okay. it was because he knows I love stouts, and um, it was literally like just organic. It was. He said you're loud. He said you're loud. You like. <laughs> <laughs> It was, and he knows how I feel about you know women of color and and how I feel about my passion about helping them and and volunteering at places where I can get them in and, and so it was like you call out to people you know siren I mean siren calls out to people and kills them I don't do that you know right. like the person Shannon was hanging out with when he first <laughs> but I call out to them to bring them in to embrace them to let them know that they're not the only one and that they are welcome so gotcha. it just went kind of hand in hand that's you know I'm the siren of stout I yell out to people to bring like them into the industry I like that's it what's up. that's yeah. what's up and it's stuck um, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I can. Uh, I'm mean, the voice. The voice is definitely sports uh, announcer voice. Yeah, every time she talks, that's <laughs> all I think about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have. I should have took the internship. I, I, I could have been. I could have been well, Carrie right. Champion right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you guys, yeah. you know, yeah. then, yeah. then oh, you wouldn't know. be here. That's so. I, I, I hear it. I, I hear it all in the void. I yeah. just killed it. You, you yeah. can kill yeah. it. You still yeah. can't kill it. You yeah, definitely. Still, definitely. I can see when her, when her her daughter gets a little older, she's like, she running the bases in there. She's going. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's. I already <laughs> can't take it. I took her to a soccer practice for the first uh-huh. time because, like I said, she's four. So I took her yeah. to a soccer practice, and they're just learning fundamentals. And I'm sitting on the sideline, and I'm like. I need to meditate. <laughs> right, right. They're trying to teach her how to like shuffle the ball. And she's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, I need to go outside and have a right. drink. 
So I'm already that person who is too overly competitive. <laughs> right. Like, you better get, get the ball. Do it. You know, like. Don't embarrass me out there. Right. That poor baby mom going to come home and do a whole broadcast about <laughs> <laughs> what her mother would do. <laughs> well, she would have just kicked the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying not to be that person, but it's funny. I was texting my husband. He's like, it's just, she's just four. It's I just know. soccer. Like right. it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. like he no, was a I basketball player and I was a, a runner. So we're both very, right. very, very oh, so passionate. She, oh, about so, school. She, so she, she'll get it together. Yeah, After, she will. She'll be parents. We, yeah. yeah, we met up. We met a family and they're a couple and they're both very uh, college athletes in their prime and they have a basically star uh, football player son who's at like like St. Mark's or whatever. And I'm, and he's, I'm watching this boy at the pool, at the pool party when we were uh, at this, uh, this summer. And like, he's catching the ball in the air from across the other side of the uh, pool <laughs> with one arm. And he's, then he's throwing it with the same arm. And I'm like, yo, y'all got a superstar in our hand. He's like, you know, and he was, he was saying some of the same things that you and your husband feel like, you know, we're trying to stay humble. Like he comes from that lineage, but we don't want to make it too tough for him or feel like that he's got to lift up to what it was like for us coming from two athletes. So we want to just let him, you know, if this is his interest right now, we want to let him live in the moment, let him have fun with it, but not, you know, put that pressure, pressure on him. So it sounds like that's where you guys are coming from. It's tough because I I get it. She's four. It's she's four. You know, she may, I was like, but it's funny. Sometimes we joke about if she grows up and she's like, I don't want to do sports. I think I, I think I want to be like a history major. (laughs) (laughs) okay baby and go in her room and stuff her head and put all that <laughs> 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 One of our one of our uh, podcast members who's not here, but he's able to view. He's with his son at a basketball game. He said he so he feels your sentiment. He was screaming at refs a minute ago. He's at his son's basketball game. <laughs> I, I I keep thinking I don't want to be, and I was like I won't be that person. Like yeah, but it's I think it's just it's it's in you. Know. It's in you. That's all. That's you the problem. Know. It's it's in your DNA. It's there. It's woven in. Yeah. Well, I told him next time she has practice. He's taking her oh. because he was like, it's not that big of a deal. Calm down. I go, well, you know what? You can take her ass next time to practice yeah. and Let's see this. Trust me. He's going to come home and be like, yeah, uh, so. I think I yelled now, at her. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon. But did you, did you also do like, did you also do like beer travel events? Did you also do that too? Am I wrong about yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I do um, an international bottle share every year, um, where I host. <laughs> so another thing, I'm also a travel agent. Of course, too, so of course, I, you I, are. I, I do. Of course, you <laughs> are. <laughs> what would you be? All I see is bring Bring it in. Bring that in. Slide them on your own it. airline too, Shannon. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get there one day. One day, we got an urban jungle. Said, no, but I have built know. a plane before. Um, Soul <laughs> plane, Soul plane was pretty cool as a movie. I would love to hey. fly our own black airline. <laughs> urban jungle air coming soon. <laughs> 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 if you if you ain't got 
more than one stream of income, then you ain't trying, I think. So he, he's right. living yeah. up to that for sure. Uh, I've just got my hands in so many pots. Uh, there's just a lot of things I'm passionate about, and I just dive in. And travel is one of them. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nomad by heart. I love exploring the world, getting to know other cultures, uh, getting to know other food and drinks, things like that. I, I feel like when you experience that kind of stuff, in your life, it kind of elevates you to another level to know like what else is going on in the world. Uh, we already know, like, you know, we can't really depend on everything that's happening in America. America, we help build this motherfucker, but at the same time, it ain't for us. At the, yeah. I don't know, it's just like a lot of weird things going on. So I like to see what other cultures are doing. So I go like Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Mexico, Africa. Uh, that's where my wife and I got married was in Africa. Um, and that was probably one of the coolest experience I've ever had, but we do an international bottle share every year around, it's between like August to October and we'll pick somewhere tropical. It's an adults only, like all inclusive resort and everybody brings beer from their region. And we just like, it's at, at the same time, it's a vacation. So you enjoy, it's usually like five right. or six days. You have a great vacation, but one day we turn up and make that shit a bottle share. We like get one of the private event centers and everything and just, Turn up on the beach. Where was the, the last lo Where was the last location that you had? You guys had it at. Uh, the last one that we did was in Riviera Maya, Mexico. That nice. was uh, last year. We had it planned again for Cancun in Mexico this year, but then COVID ruined those plans. But uh, we're looking to do Italy. We did Italy two years Ooh. ago, uh, and nice. we're actually looking at Jamaica. Like, there's a pretty dope uh, adults-only all-inclusive resort that just opened up in um, Jamaica that we want to check out. But okay. I mean, we're open to anywhere. We kind of uh, just opening the group up to everybody who wants to vote. Uh, we have a Facebook group with like 10,000 followers and we kind of just do a poll of where everybody wants to go. And then that's where we set up the whole package plan. And the cool thing with us, yeah, and the cool thing with us is uh, what we have or what I have as being a travel agent is just uh, we have like, I, I call it layaway travel. So you don't have to pay for everything up front. All you need is a $100 or $200 deposit, and then you pay your trip off over time. You just yeah. have to make sure that your trip is paid off 100% 30 days before travel. Okay. So that, that don't put people in the bind, you know, in case they ain't got it like that right now, but I still want to go, but I can pay you over six months. Boom, you're good. And now it's all included comes to your flight, your transportation from the hotel to the resort, resort back to the airport, all that like everything's all covered hundred yeah. percent. Rob, That's didn't good. uh didn't uh Erica want to do Italy or somewhere like that for for her for fortieth or something? I can't remember. I, I thought she picked Europe somewhere. Hey, Italy dope. Italy's got an amazing beer scene. Okay. Beer and food okay. is popping in Italy right now. They love well, black women right anyway. Yeah, yeah ain't no black <laughs> That's what I know about. <laughs> they, they love black people. <laughs> they love. Yeah. You said black women or black, just black and blacks in general. All I, I just know they love black women. In mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. All I know yeah. is my, you know, when right. I was right. there, hey, and they it's did. funny, they were the, the random men were hitting on me as I'm standing next to my husband. <laughs> right. They don't care. They don't care. Hey. They're totally like, hey. Oh, they yeah. Be be great. Great. Be her friend. Hey. We don't know. Hey. <laughs> they got a little bit of Atlanta in them. That's all. They got a little bit of Atlanta in them. And then they How many people go to your your international beer 
things, Shannon. Uh, on average, it's probably about 20 to 25 people. Okay. Each. That's a lot of people. Yeah. This isn't like an eyes wide shut situation, is it? <laughs> no, no, none of that. None of that. None of that. We, we do make it. Mask, we do make the it. Uh, on. <laughs> the mask on. No, we we do make it couples for uh, events because we, you know, some people may get nervous. You know, I'm traveling by myself. I don't know nobody. So we really promote it as like a couples thing or a pair thing. Like if it's two women, two men or whatever, or friends. But we try to do it as like a pair of two. Because at the end of the day, like the bottle share is just one night. The rest of the trip is like, you know, trying to do your thing, explore, be on the beach, eat the restaurants, do all that. And we don't want anybody to feel like they're there by themselves and they don't know anybody, a third wheel. So we promote it that way. But obviously, if someone do book and they're like alone, we take the opportunity like you hang out with us as the host. Because we don't want to host you and tell you to come do something and you feel like, oh, shit, like I just did this. I put $2,000 in there and it doesn't work. Like nobody's talking to me. Like we don't we don't do like that. So you, you're going to feel very welcome and included the, all the way through. <laughs> that's what's up. Well, you know it. Well, not even know barber like going to be. Do, but, you know, like, you know, in the public. Said, we are going to make you feel alone. Come here. Come with us. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right. That's only when they go to the when they go to the hedonism resort. You know that's where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Count me me out. Count me out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody sharing shit over here. Yeah. Hey, this ain't what I signed up for. What's going on around here? here. I don't know. Yeah, now I'm in Mexico. I gotta stay in my room the whole trip because y'all tripping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just crazy. trying to get the get the nitty gritty of right, you know, I full product description. That's all. Yeah, uh, it. It's fun. It's always a good time. We always invite anybody. It don't matter if you're a novice, beginner in craft beer. I bring a lot of beer to these things, so it's like you don't even necessarily have to bring anything. But we are going to have one little bottle share night. So you know, introduction to beer. So to to that point, the question I have, Shannon, you said you bring a lot. Like you know, traveling internationally, you know, there's limits to what you can bring in and out. Like how does that? How do you make that process work? Uh, to uh, transport all the beer and and what's the trade secret? (laughs) (laughs) So you can travel anywhere with beer as long as it's in your suitcase and you check that bag. Mm -hmm. You can do it as a carry on. A lot of places around the world will let you bring unlimited. So when we do like the international bottle share, I usually check two suitcases. Like I got my suitcase with my clothes, bathing suits, all that shit, and I have one suitcase that's just full of beer. beer. I mean, there is nothing in that suitcase but beer. And it makes it every single time. Okay. So as long as you check the bag, you're good. Uh, okay. It's different when you do a cruise ship. Cruise ships don't allow you to bring outside alcohol and all okay. that. But I hate cruise ships. I don't do cruise ship shit. I do resort. I like to be on land. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I like yeah. to use right. my feet. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I, I, you know. I get like, it. Well, no black people on the top 10. There were. They just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost yeah. in history. That's how they yeah. do it, man. I actually do. read about that. There were a, quite a few that were under in stu in stewage or stowage or whatever you when you do like the, the coal shoveling and stuff like that. There were people yeah. down there, but they didn't. They yeah. uh, don't come up here and try to get on the boats. Right. Well, yeah, they, they probably did, they probably did before the boat sank. 
They probably died hours hours before. Oh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. They they at, if they were at the bottom, then they were they were pretty. Unless they weren't. They were like they 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 Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Um, all right. I want to be a part of that. For our remarkable guest. Any more questions for our remarkable guest? No, no other than just just feedback. You both are yeah. uh, easy to talk to. Great. Uh, you know, great talking to you guys. Uh, I think this relationship that we well, started on the podcast, at least, and Rob reaching out to you guys is, is the start of something great. You guys are, uh, we definitely support you guys. I can speak for the guests. Thank you for reaching out, Rob. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate I that. Sorry I wasn't uh, that communicative on everything, but, you know, we worked it out. Hey, man, you going to be on this or not? Like, come right. on. <laughs> Look, there's a, there's, a, there's a rule that happens behind the scenes, Shannon, and I'll give you a little, uh, give you a little, uh, little hit on this. You're supposed to tell stuff that happened behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's why they're behind the scenes. So. <laughs> yeah, like I want to hear. Look, they're 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 on here now. <laughs> At, look, after a certain amount of attempts, um, you know, the podcast members will discard you, but I I pick up the slack. I'm like, okay, are you coming on? Now, my my brothers, my fellow brothers, then reach out to you now. Now I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the savior and trying to you know bring you yeah. back on. So we'll like, the hell with too much, they give up. They will give up. No, see, it was, <laughs> nah, it was only one it time. It was only one time. I, but it was it was just the follow up. The follow up was the thing that we, it, it was. But he followed up quickly. So I mean, he's here. He did what he yeah, gave yeah. the picture. Hey, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I just got a lot of things going on right he's now. He's too busy. He had a yeah. travel engine hat on, and you was calling and talking to him about brew. <laughs> I think I think what happens is that it makes it worse because like a lot of them were through DMs on Instagram and you know when you see that scene like I know you read my damn message. Right. So yeah, well, to how come you haven't responded? What's going on yeah. in your life? Yeah, my DMs ready? be on fire, especially <laughs> announcing that I'm open to bird. It's like all I get is just like, "Are you open? Where you at? Are you here?" Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like it just got to a point like I don't even like I, I right now I probably got like at least probably seventy five hundred un. Red, wow, just like oh, it is. It things get buried very fast. So, like, yeah. we talked two weeks ago, I probably got 500 messages since then. So, I gotta scroll and scroll and scroll to find the message that we had last type of thing. It's just, yeah, it's bad. I know exactly why he just said that because when you go to hit him about that collab, you ain't gonna <laughs> <hear> that. <laughs> that's what I was hey, thinking. Mark, Mark, start with this. Start with this clip. Just remember, freeze the moment in time, grab the clip, send it to him right away, and be like, oh, shit, you gonna have to get him the same clip because he go, you're gonna get lost in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I had 75 to 100 DMs and I didn't even see you, Mark. <laughs> I know. I got, I, got, I got your number, Shannon. I know. Yeah, I ain't going to be y'all like that. <laughs> he says uh, that now. <laughs> now, now before, we, uh, before we go, I do have one would you rather because it was on the uh, agenda on the okay. uh, rundown. Uh, uh, so the would you rather would be would you rather get a face tattoo or something you, of your choosing or a tattoo in a discreet area cho- chosen by someone else. Oh, face <laughs> tattoo of your choice, or a discreet tattoo um, of a choice of someone else. 
I think yeah, that's a great one. Discreet one. Yeah. I got to do the discreet one. Yeah. yeah. On your face. I'm not going to do that. I don't want a face tap. No, I don't care what it is. I don't want anything yeah, on the moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the tribal art of like Mike Tyson. See, that's the bad thing. That's bad thinking. I'm just going to uh, get a tattoo of a mole. Bam. <laughs> Y'all got crazy stuff on your I was back. Gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a little tear. The little okay. tear dot, like the little gang thing. But I'll, 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 well, see, it's said a tattoo of what you want. I don't want a mole. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, that's, that's, gonna get. I actually you already have a mole. <laughs> and I don't think I want to make it bigger. So. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll look like a witch. So just... <laughs> women women tattoo their eyebrows on. Right, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. eyebrows all the time. Yeah. I didn't it's think about that. Area, but somebody, area, somebody's that, going, yeah. wow. Some, somebody's right. only going to see that discreet area, though, and you don't know what that tattoo is. Yeah, so I'm going with this tattoo of my Somebody's going to see it. But you can hide that forever. So if yeah, but I wasn't so comfortable if they was like, yeah, you got to get a tattoo of a, of a penis on your, on your back thigh. I'm like, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's what it's going to be. That's going to be. Yeah, oh, they're going to humiliate you. If they get the well, tattoo... If you can pick the discreet place, like I'd go, okay, put the tattoo right inside my butt cheek. No one will see that. <laughs> right. That's how I get hurt. Other than you and this, no, nothing but the toilet paper is going to see that. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of pain, though. Lagging the toilet paper. That's it. <laughs> Ew, yeah, one, that's Ew, you would let somebody tattoo a piece. <laughs> hey, it's you guys asking the questions. I'm exactly. giving the answers. Don't let Yoda pick the tattoo because you. Know what he's gonna pick. <laughs> uh, that, that was a hard one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank our guests, uh, Shannon and Barb, for coming on to the podcast. Yes, sir. We, we appreciate you, you on, Barb. Uh, and you are you on your second one? Oh yeah, Ch- Shannon's on his second. Yeah, I'm on my second one. Yeah. <laughs> second yeah. of like ten today. Oh. Second of like ten. Oh, so he just he just getting started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I usually binge binge drink on Sundays. Good, unfortunately. Oh, oh we should have made this at seven o'clock. You probably be like, oh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, yep. We had another guest, but he never joined. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki told us about that eyes wide shut party. He heard the real thing. He would have got the real answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah hedonism in uh, the carnival or in Brazil. I, I know I know what the beer fest He'd be on here like, yeah, first things first. Fuck the community. I hate them. Might <laughs> 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 have been a different podcast. What they ever yeah. do for me? Right. Hit them up style. <laughs> <laughs> but before we before we always leave you, I can know how people can find you uh, on these worldwide webs, um, IG uh, websites, whatever. Uh, so we can start with uh, you, Barb. How can people find you? I am at Siren of Stout on everything. So sirenofstout.com, that is my website. And then Twitter, Siren of Stout, Instagram, Siren of Stout, Facebook, Siren of Stout. I like to use the KISS method to keep it simple, silly. So Siren of Stout on everything. So That's find me, buy idea. a shirt, you know, just come by and yell at me. Ask okay. about Sounds good. Ask about Shannon? Yeah, you can find uh, The Brew Brother on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
Um, if you do want to follow the journey, uh, the brewery is Urban Jungle Brew on uh, Instagram. That's kind of where we're putting everything out. And then we also do have a Facebook page, or you can just simply go to urbanjunglebrew.com. Awesome. And for everyone following him, follow me. Vice versa. I know stuff. All the people I know are probably already following you. So. <laughs> You're the one with the thirty thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> well, friends looking for commercial properties, traveling um, advice, um. <laughs> equestrian, horse riding, like everything. <laughs> okay, yeah, because he's 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 a farmer, a, yeah, a real estate yeah. agent, a travel agent, a brewer. <laughs> I too am a farmer. I just grew tomatoes and cantaloupe in my backyard. So nice. there you go, Shannon. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's why you gotta be a part of it. But do, you got, do you got lettuce? Do you have uh cucumbers? I do not have lettuce. What you gonna do when you, 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 you need a salad, huh? Well <laughs> 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 some cantaloupe. <laughs> uh Dev, where can they find you at? <laughs> you can find uh, Devin Aaron the Great on Instagram, Devin Aaron underscore the underscore great. Word. And, and yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at 302 Yoda and on Instagram and Facebook at Delaware on Grind. Right. And you can find Bruising Banter Podcast at Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube and Facebook. And you can also say, Alexa, play Bruising and Banter Podcast because we are on our Amazon Music. Uh, and if you want to follow me, Rob, stay bruising. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Every there time. Is. Every time. How did this happen? <laughs> there it is. Wow. Right there. Yeah, just, oh, man. He can never remember it. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> um, as always, rate and review. Uh, or yes. smash that like button. As they say, the kids say, smash that like button on YouTube. Um this has been episode 96. Until next time. Thanks, baby. Peace. Enjoyed you guys. Yay. Hey, guys. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you be going out with a banger. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh. Rest in peace. Hey, rest in peace, Shotty Low. Yeah. Alex Quebec. We lost Alex Quebec today. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Rest in peace, King Vaughn. Hey, yeah. 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 Y